Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Well, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? Bit of a nightmare for most people, and the holidays are a great time to reflect, especially on those who helped us get through it. Now, Noble Gold has put together this incredible collection of American Eagle 22-karat gold coins so you can say a huge thank you. This could be a gift for you or for people you love. And nothing says you're extraordinary. More like getting this four-coin set of rare-prized Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberty with her torch. All these impressive, important coins are bullion-proof grade, authenticated by the U.S. Mint, they're changing the American Eagle design next year, so you can imagine what's going to happen to the value. They're just 20 sets around, so it's a first-come, first-served basis. Give Noble Gold a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here. Welcome to the Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And we're really happy to be with you. We're brought to you in this first segment by MPS. And it's one of the few, well, it's really almost the only storable food company left. A lot of them have gone bye-bye for various reasons we won't get into. Let me just say this. The situation with food is worsening. Uh, we know now that farm equipment is appreciating about 50% above what it was last year in some cases. Uh, we have the supply chain problem. You know all the issues. We've covered them ad nauseum. And some of you still are sitting out there not prepared to, let's put it this way, have to beg the Biden administration for food, and you want to trust a group that left a 1,000 Americans behind enemy lines in Afghanistan, you need to get your storable food, and I would recommend you do it as soon as possible before hyperinflation kicks in, because then nobody will be buying anything. And you say hyperinflation? Yeah, I'm talking about $30 trillion of debt and a whole lot more that's coming that way, and wait till climate change hits, folks. Okay, so now's your time how do you get yours well you call no let's not have you call let's have you just go to the website preparewithdave.com and what do you find there 25 year shelf life food tastes good there's lots of variety in the food and there's a 10 percent 10 percent 100 we'll try this again 100 dollar discount 100 dollar discount in the order for 90 day emergency package and what i'm recommending people do to maintain that discount you order and stack your 90-day orders. You so saw if you're going to buy a year's worth of food, which is really common, I would say that you just do it 90-day increments. Save the $100 each time. It's a great deal. Go to preparewithdave.com. Anyway, this is honestly the most pressing need I think that America has right now. Food is going to be used to control you. 
and every despot's done it and tell me that we're not being run by the bolsheviks from biden and if you could honestly convince me of that then maybe i'll back off this claim but for right now this is why i'm recommending what i am we're going to be talking about um, corruption in america today on a level that most people will find hard to believe and most people look outside and see people driving to work and people going to movies and restaurants and they think all is well and all is not well and we have been invaded by serious levels of corruption and we're going to touch on some of that today with a brief look back at the 2016 election as a starting point and here to talk to us about this is susan bradford and uh Susan, I'm really glad you could be with us. I, I just, um, like I said, I'm looking forward to this interview. Uh, I'm operating on three hours sleep because I've got so much that crosses my desk I can't keep up. But I wouldn't miss mm-hmm. this for anything. So hopefully I'm going to find some time to take a nap today. But um, let's get into um, why America will never be the same. And the plot to overthrow this country is accelerating, and it's happening on the political front uh, with regard to voter fraud and so forth and so on. Okay, thank you very much. Um, So uh, uh, Barack Obama did irreparable damage to our country. Um, He did not do as much as he would have liked. Um, So a plan was uh, set in motion for... um, Hillary Clinton to serve his second term, uh, or third term rather, his third administration, third um, term. Um, and after uh, two terms of Hillary Clinton, which he planned to control from, from the shadows, uh, Michelle Obama was then to um, become president. That was the plan. And <laughs> God help us. Um, unfortunately, that did not happen. Um, so there was uh, an, an agenda um, put in place to control the Trump administration, and one agenda item that Obama wanted to pursue was to control Hillary Clinton on um, an issue concerning a Turkish dissident by the name of Gulen. His last name is Gulen. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Um, this gentleman was uh, promoting um, interfaith dialogues. He was chartering hundreds of schools, of Muslim schools around the country and around the world. Um, and he was um, very critical of the Turkish government, uh, which he described as you know, very radical and very repressive. Um, during Obama's administration, um, General Flynn, who was um, then his director of uh, uh, defense intelligence, um, had characterized the Turkish government as being radical Islamist and that he was recommending um, a coup (laughs) to overthrow the government. Um, Once, however, uh, uh, Hillary Clinton did not get in, um, General Flynn miraculously picked up the Gulen cause. Um, So instead of uh, um, promoting... um, overthrow of the government of the Turkish government he was um, he was put on the payroll to um, condemn this man like he wrote an op-ed uh, in the Hill newspaper calling him Turkey's Osama bin Laden um, he was uh, um, 
reportedly involved in a kidnapping plot where he was attempting to uh, whisk uh, Gulen away, um, circumventing ex- um, extradition treaties. Um, a lot of kind of crazy shenanigans um, are around this. Um, so this became, you know, a, a big problem. Now, the um, election upset of uh, 2000 was allegedly tied to Obama's activities back in 2016. Um, I know it gets a little confusing, but um, at the time, Obama was terrified that his global agenda would not be fulfilled. So according to um, a lady by the name of Maria Zak, uh, who was the head of a group called Nations in Action, um, Obama set aside about $400 million, um, from the money that he used to bribe Iran to pursue um, you know, peaceful applications for nuclear technology. And that $400 million was to be used to continue his grip on power you know, for the next administrations, uh, particularly if a candidate got in that he, of which he did not approve. And um, yeah, Trump was such a candidate. So while you have um, General Flynn um, representing um, Turkish interests, uh, you also have um, him uh, and a number of other characters, including um, Giuliani and you know, Kushner was involved, among others, um, who were uh, protecting Turkish leaders, Turkish executives, who were laundering, or not laundering, but they, they were funneling money into Iran in violation of, uh, you know, of, um, you know, of treaties, you know, the, prohibiting um, engage, engagement with Iran. Um, and at the same time, uh, they were making the rounds as Zionists promoting a strike on Iran. So you have, you know, the, the two sides um, working against the middle. And this became, you know, the, the basis for um, a lot of the, the controversies that surrounded the uh, the Trump administration, in which I believe ultimately um, felled uh, the Trump presidency, um, I believe that they they were um, targeting um, Turkey for a specific reason. And um, if you you might recall that uh, Trump said recently in an interview, I believe it was with Judge Janine, in which he said that um, Israel no longer controls Congress. And this is a stunning statement, uh, particularly since. Um, you know, APEC is, you know, has been for, for, for years one of the most powerful lobbies uh, on, on Capitol Hill. So for him to say that, that Israel no longer controls Congress is very, um, very striking. Um, what I believe is happening is that um, uh, the Rothschild in, um, influence throughout the world is being challenged on many fronts. And Turkey is a key point because uh, Turkey um, was, you know, since World War II onward, was um, the center of intelligence linking the, the, the Axis powers and the ally po- allies. It was the uh, intelligence uh, operation that, uh, through which uh, intelligence can be coordinated between Europe and, and Asia. Um, and we have uh, we currently have um, two military bases there. Um, a third, actually, which was um, built under Obama. Um, and uh, Turkey is a, a very um, key strategic partner for the globalists. It's not you know, for the you know, Europe, but for the globalists. Um, for uh, for centuries now, you know, the, the Vatican, with the, which the Rothschilds have controlled, have partnered with Turkey. Um, and what what they've done is that they've 
kind of created a divide and conquer scenario whereby you know the Vatican and their allies will um, pro- profess to be supporting and defending Judeo-Christian Europe, while the radical um, you know, from the radical um, Muslim threat, while they're partnering with. Um, Turkey and you know affiliated radical Muslim um, allies to create that threat, and so through this divide and conquer strategy, they're able to you know coalesce uh, more power w- within their own hands. And so I, I think they were um, trying to um, you know establish some control uh, within Turkey since they're losing that control within Israel. Um, so throughout uh, Trump's administration. Um, uh, Jared Kushner and, and other members of the Trump uh, White House were working um, with Turkish business people. They were cutting deals in Turkey, um, which is uh, Islamist, even though they are are Zionists. And I believe that they were doing this because um, they want to get within the good graces of the Rothschilds, and they may like very well believe that if they are you know good foot soldiers, that they will then be rewarded with very lucrative. Um, Financial and, and, and you know potentially very you know powerful uh, you know, political deals you know if they kind of go along um, with the agenda. Now um, the election upset uh, in 2020 was allegedly um, undertaken by a company called Leonardo um, SPA, and this is according to Maria Zach. Um, and I pulled the lobbying records of Leonardo um, SPA. Um, it's represented by um, Ballard Partners, which is a, um, a, a was a leading Trump fundraiser. They were also representing um, um, a bank, a state-run bank that was uh, allegedly uh, circumventing, you know, um, law and sanctions to funnel money into uh, into Iran, um, and they were lobbying uh, Kushner and Mnuchin, among others, within the Trump White House um, to this end. Um, and uh, so, according to uh, Maria Zach, um, yeah, there was a, a plot that was um, made to uh, to ensure that that Trump did not win the White House, regardless of how many votes you know he received. So, the uh, the, the switch happened within Italy. She said um, there were uh, satellites within Italy that um, c- apparently connected to the Dominion servers, turning the votes from. Uh, uh, from Biden, uh, from Trump to Biden, within the six uh, swing states, and she said there are actually about 17 states altogether in which th- th- they did this. Uh, the effort was overseen by the ambassador to um, to, to Italy, which Trump had a- appointed. Um, it was overseen by the embassy staff, the American embassy staff there, and uh, Maria Zach has an affidavit from the contractors in uh, in Italy who actually. Performed, you know, performed the switch, oversaw it, and you know we're working yeah. with the uh, the CIA agents to that end. And did you want to say something? No, I, I, I hear what you're saying, and you know what's interesting. On a different light, the late David uh, Robert David Steele, who was a CIA agent and field officer, he told me something pretty similar in one of the last conversations I ever had with him. He went into the hospital and subsequently died of COVID. And uh, some people say it was very mysterious, but he was talking about some of the same things you're mentioning right now. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, so, uh, okay, so we have this um, this switch happening, um, and uh, in 
I think around um, uh, November, December, Maria Zach was attempting to bring this information forward. And now, uh, Don- Donald Trump would have been able to have acted upon this information uh, since he signed an executive order back in 2018 in which uh, he We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here. And we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at thecommonsenseshow.tv, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at thecommonsenseshow.tv. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com. And what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground. And you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold. Not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. We already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water with dave.com that's water with dave.com save eighty dollars for a short time anticipated that there would be potential foreign interference in an elect in an, you know his election I remember and this. if that yeah. were to happen yes he, he would ha- he uh his director of national intelligence would have been able to have taken action uh, declared a, a, a national emergency and potentially uh, pursued those involved you know with um with this election fraud um, well, can, so you, can you tell me why that didn't happen? Ahead. That should have happened, and it didn't. Um, in, my, in my opinion, I think the reason it didn't happen is that it would have the investigation would have gone right back into Trump's own circle, implicating Jared Kushner, Ivanka, Giuliani, and many others. So it was kind of a case of Ete Brute. He was assassinated from within. He was assassinated from within, and. I think it's it's possible that um, uh, Trump may have had some compromising information compiled on him, and he he may have had his hands tied for for that or or, or other reasons. Hmm. 
because he was he declared the vote to be a fraud in the swing states on late night early morning hours yes he did but but then there was another case of like even though he was aware that fraud had happened he didn't take the steps that he needed to take to overturn that fraud yeah you're exactly right and i have said that many many times so instead what appears to have happened is a a cover-up so what you have is um around on november december um, the Proud Boys begin begin to organize. Look, we're going to have to over, overturn the election. We're going to have. Um, they were they were actually planning for uh, January sixth, like for an insurrection to happen around that time. Um, Bannon was also uh, heavily involved. Now, Bannon um, worked for Cam- worked with Cambridge Analytica. I believe that he may have established it. Um, Cambridge Analytica, which was established by the um, the billionaire Mercer family, uh, you know, who who are you know, uh, hedge fund uh, hedge fund managers, um, according to Maria Zach, um, Cambridge Analytica um, was somehow involved in what happened with Leonardo uh, SPA. But I found it very interesting that Bannon was now involved in in trying to orchestrate Trump's response to what had happened, um, and she was saying that while she was um, talking to Giuliani about what had happened that Steve Bannon was secretly listening in on the phone call without her prior knowledge or consent. She was you know, very alarmed by this. Um, and uh, we know that ba- uh, Bannon and Giuliani then took steps to you know, to kind of over overturn or to prevent uh, Trump from really having any viable options. Yeah, you know, They arranged this event on uh, January 6th um, and Eventually, you know, essentially, they were saying that um, Pence has the authority um, not yet you know, to certify the election for uh, for Trump, but um, Pence was saying that he did not have that authority. So if Pence did not accommodate what they wanted, they could then blame Pence for what had happened. You know, in, instead of having having to look towards themselves. Um, it was also very interesting that um, Leonardo uh, SPA or the, the Ballard um, Ballard Partners also represented a group called the the Group DC, which which worked with um, Kamala Harris and uh, Maxine Waters. You know these were um, politicians who were encouraging Democrats to get in the face of the Republicans and, and conservative conservatives to shut them down. So you have like on, on the day in question, you've got the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys, with the Proud Boys, you know, having been implicated or outed as FBI informants, um, and you have um, Antifa also involved there with Ballard Partners having uh, received um, a consulting fee in advance of of that event, a consulting fee from DC. Um, you also have a General Flynn encouraging patriots to get to get involved to be kind of active in, in um, the events of January 6th, almost as if he, he was trying to kind of rile them up to kind of take matters into their own hands. His own brother uh, participated in a, a meeting um, with with the National Guard in which he, they were talking to the D.C. police about bringing in the National Guard, anticipating uh, this violence while uh, the police were, were you know, taking orders from the local government whose lobbyist on record was Ballard Partners. 
so you can see how you can see how Trump's team was really kind of coordinating all aspects of, of what what had happened, what was going to happen there. That's um, really. I'm just. I'm, I'm taking all this in. It's mind-boggling, but. I don't know. I, I still think the left is going by the seat of their pants. Uh, I know they have objectives, but to follow these plans in such a linear fashion, I think, is really difficult. Um, I, I think it, it is linear. I'm probably not explaining it so well since there are so many different uh, component parts, um, you know, to this. You had like once um, Maria Zach presented the information um, to to the Trump's team, uh, Mark Meadows, who is Trump's chief of staff, uh, didn't take the information to uh, the, the director of national intelligence, who could then have uh, executed the executive order, but he took it to the FBI, and as we know, the FBI was controlled by Obama's people. So you're looking at you know, Obama's team, who has... Um, who's essentially working with, with Flynn, with Kushner, with these other parties, you know, cutting deals with them, you know, in, in Turkey and elsewhere, then um, formulating the response to the new allegations of election fraud that are now emerging. Wow. It's, you're describing a mafia type organization I mean this is the only word for it this is so disturbing it really is and and do you think that Trump knows Flynn's betrayed him I think he probably does now um, Ivanka and Jared Kushner um, had were the ones who encouraged Trump to hire him in the first place um, and I were the ones who encouraged Trump to hire him in the first place um, and I were the ones who encouraged Trump to hire him in the first place. Um, and I were the ones who encouraged Trump. Isn't it interesting that at the time we're really delving into the details of the voter fraud, General Flynn's complicity, his existence as a double agent? Boom, they're gone. She's gone. Susan is gone. She's fine. I've spoken to her, but uh, we're really sorry we can't complete the interview. But I want you to tune in tomorrow because we are going to do a part two. And what we have decided to do, and uh, with great uh, sorrow and heavy heart, is we're going to let this interview stand as it is because even though it's incomplete, it's filled with absolute incredible facts, as Susan always brings to the table. And we're going to follow this up with something very somber. And I'll get to that in just a second. Uh, we didn't get a chance to tell you who sponsors the program. Number one is Noble Gold. And if you have assets to protect with what's coming, you owe it to yourself to have a conversation, no obligation conversation with Noble Gold, and say, can you help bulletproof what I have to go into this economic apocalypse that o, that o Biden, as I like to call him, and Harris and the rest of the uh, Marxist communists that run this government, they're going to bring to us. Noble Gold turned me from just an advertiser into a customer because they are so good at what they do. And I have confidence going forward that I'm going to do pretty well. So how do you get a hold of them? 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. Wow. Also, you don't think there's a problem with food? 
Well, you've been watching the news lately. You've been even listening to this broadcast. It seems like every other day we come out with a new food calamity, another way that they're trying to deprive us of food and turn us into totally dependent people that they can manipulate. And if we don't bend to their will, they will do what Stalin did to Ukraine in the Haldemore and starve to death over 20 million people. Only now they not only hold food, they hold medicine, they hold a whole host of provocative uh, shortages over our head that are worsening by the day that's not going to go away let us help you with the food we're one of the few food companies at mps that are still standing and we can help you get what you need 25 year shelf life 2000 calories per day per person tastes great lots of diversity in the food and a hundred dollars off the 90-day emergency package and you should order in increments of 90 days and the reason i say that is you'll get the sale all the way through and it's the same food it's only built to go on a bug out situation you can store it just as easily so how do you get yours well you go to preparewithdave.com that's preparewithdave.com and then finally you know my greatest fear and i've talked about this We live about 20 miles, 25 miles north of the most northwesterly suburb of Phoenix. And my fear is, is when we go into any kind of stated uprising, they're going to shut us down under continuity of government. And that means all communication. And the only thing that will work will be shortwave, which is hard to be mobile with, and satellite phones. And this is why I have a satellite phone. And this is why our families have satellite phones so we can communicate in an emergency and I'm telling you, warning you, if you don't have it, you could be in a situation, where's Billy? Where's my husband? Where's my wife? Where's our mom? This could be really tragic. And this way you can constantly stay in communication, plans for reunification during an emergency. You can also be on that lonely canyon road in the mountains. Your car breaks down, it's late at night, and you're in the wild and you don't know what's outside the car. You'll have a sat phone that can call for help even when your cell phone won't get a signal. So you really want to look at this hard. I highly, highly recommend this. People go, it must be expensive. It's one-fourth the cost of my cell phone. My sat phone bill is one-fourth the cost of my cell phone. And so, how do you get a hold of them? Well, you call 855-980-5830. That's 855-980-5830. Tell them Dave Hodges of The Common Sense Show sent you. The following broadcast that we're going to splice in together with uh, Susan's appearance, and remember part two for Susan will be tomorrow, that, this interview is really hard for me emotionally. Everyone knows who follows us that Paul Martin and I were very, very close friends, and we shared over a hundred broadcasts together. We had a joint radio show for a while in Johnstown, Colorado. We uh, did multiple appearances when YouTube wasn't censoring the hell out of everything. And uh, he, he was a frequent guest here on the show. And uh, I knew him and loved him like a brother. He's now gone. I can't believe he's gone. I listened to the um, interview here, and um, it was very, very hard to listen to. And so anyway, people have asked me, and, and, I, and I've expressed publicly that I had this interview in the can that hit a technical snag, just like we did with Susan, and Paul got cut off and couldn't get back on. And I was talking to him, say, Paul, we got we got to finish this interview. It was really good. It was his perspective as a Marine about how Americans were left behind in Afghanistan. 
and he was pissed. I mean, really, really upset. And I said, Paul, let's finish this. This is good stuff, and the veterans are going to identify with what you're saying. So is the American public. And we were about two days away from doing this when I got the word from Diane that Paul had passed. So enjoy, savor Paul Martin's last public interview. And we think it's fitting, and I know Paul would feel this way too, because I know how close we were. And Diane, I'm sure, feels the same way that um, it's fitting his last broadcast was on my show. It's hard to lose a comrade in arms, someone that you trusted, someone you loved like a brother. And you guys out there who uh, heard Paul knew what a loyal patriot he was, how much he loved his country, loved his family loved his daughter Mackenzie to death he used to we were always were talking around on Sundays when he was going to see her play soccer at Metro State University and he'd be out to dinner with her and I'd go oh call me back Paul but totally a devoted father totally just a wonderful wonderful person and it's really hurtful to me to my psyche to my emotion that this is the last time that I'll be able to play a Paul Martin broadcast So stay tuned, savor the moment, savor the greatness of my late friend, Paul Martin, USMC, retired, broadcaster, retired, now broadcasting in heaven. Love you, Paul. Hey, everybody, welcome to another exciting edition of the Common Sense Show. My name is Dave Hodges. I'm the host, and we're the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day or evening, depending on when you're listening to us. And I really appreciate you joining us. And to our international friends, our friends in the Kansas nation, the Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for my pillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges. Canada, UK, New Zealand, Australia. I'm sorry you're all in prison, and I agree with your warnings we could be there. And we're going to be in, I don't know, foreign policy prison allied prison we won't have any we're going to be in military prison we won't have a military and we won't have much of anything because biden is single-handedly destroying the country in fact before we join our guest paul martin who is a veteran and is going to give us a veteran perspective and oh by the way he used to run a tank you want to be really careful what you say around him he knows how to shoot a tank so he can fire with force upon an enemy. But anyway, I just wanted to mention here very quickly, folks, that um, Dan Bongino on his podcast a couple of days ago said what I've been saying for seven months, that if I was going to be deliberately destroying the United States, I would do exactly what Joe Biden is doing. I've been saying that since the 1st of February. He's right. I'm right. This is a deliberate intentional takedown of the United States and we're going to actually break it down a little more detail and then we're going to have Paul you know my former fellow broadcaster uh, frequent guest 
and uh, really all-around knowledgeable person about how, <laughs> let's put it this way, the nature and flavor of the BS that we're against. We're going to have Paul chime in on this from a veteran's perspective. So, Paul, I am sure that you went through or are going through bouts of intense rage based on what's happening in Afghanistan. Yep, bleep, bleep. Bleep, 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 bleep. I'll get that out of the way first. Uh, yeah, I I can barely control myself. I mean, um, why nobody's in jail? I have absolutely no reason. I mean, Biden should be in jail. Kamala Harris should be in jail. She's over in Asia somewhere, Vietnam, Singapore. And yeah, when the going gets tough, they flee the country and or she does especially and and uh mr biden i will not call him mr president he doesn't even deserve the comment Biden. listen i don't know if you're hearing this paul but i'm getting this from sources inside the government for with uh, their former veterans they're getting sat phone calls from American contractors they served with at one time or another, sometimes the military, sometimes in contracting, and they're getting calls saying, we're trapped, we need help. Are you hearing any of that? Yep, absolutely. Yeah, this is, I don't think I have words for this. I mean, FUBAR kind of covers it, but not completely. Yeah. But We're in dire straits, my friend. We don't have a government. We certainly don't have a president. I don't even know if we've got a Congress. I mean, you've got to look at those 19 rhinos that went for the three-point gazillion, bazillion infrastructure plan, which has nothing to do with an infrastructure plan. And, uh, you know, I've said this before and we on some podcasts with you, but we're really on our own now. Yeah, we, we don't have a government. No, there's there's a real trouble coming, and the cavalry is not coming over the hill to rescue us. At one time, and I'm going to ask your opinion on this, but at one time I really thought the military would declare the Insurrection Act and go after the Biden administration for election theft and all the illegal things they've done. I am not optimistic anymore. What do you think? I'm not either. Uh, and that's, to me, that's so disappointing, I can't express the words. But, uh, you know, on the, on the, the, the most serious thing that we as Marines and other people in the military is we don't leave anybody behind. And, it's just unbelievable. We had a kid. He was a good kid. His name was Thaddeus. And he was shaped like a pear. And he, I don't even know how he got in the Marine Corps. But uh, we carried that man on runs for a whole month. And we were just in boot camp. I mean, that's that's how fast all these young kids glued together because we knew we had a guy we had to take care of. And that was in boot camp. We weren't even out of boot camp yet. And we got him through it. His uh, his brother died at uh, Quezon. 
and you know he wanted to join the Marine Corps and go kill a commie for mommy and uh, but I mean that's that's how quick we clicked together I mean it's like the first part first month of boot camp and the fact that we're leaving all these Americans behind and bring all these Afghanis behind I mean we've got a lot of people over there that helped us don't get me wrong and and as far as I understand from some of the interviews I've seen that the Afghani people are great people they got beautiful women and children are gorgeous and and I, and I can understand why we're why they're wanting that but this didn't have it this didn't have to happen they knew this was going to happen two months ago or over two months ago that the Taliban the Taliban was rebuilding now with ISIS now they're I don't know if you saw this or that they're now flying these C-130s out with with uh, flares coming out of their below them because ISIS is planning to blow some out, out of the air. So, I don't know how we're going to get the Americans out of there. I mean, we've got more Afghanis out than we have Americans, which boggles my mind, but I boggle easily. And it, this whole thing is just insane. And I'll say it again: the fact that nobody's in jail just said uh, this. This thing's a lost cause, Dave. I can't argue with uh, what you just said. I can't argue with it at all. Um, the esprit de corps that exists in the military is something I grew up seeing. I was raised around military bases, on military bases as a kid, being the son of a career naval officer. And I have to tell you, Paul, I've seen the esprit de corps in many different ways. And and this, I have to tell you, the people who are hurting the most right now have to be the 82nd Airborne that are at Kabul Airport that can't do what needs to be done, which is to blow the hell out of the uh, Taliban that's surrounding the airport and go in and blow up every checkpoint that's blocking the entrance for every American seeking escape. <laughs> well, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to have the airborne on the ground, but I mean. If you look at, at the air power we've still got, that they can blow those checkpoints out from the air and kill a whole bunch of Afghanis at, at the same time. Or it, this whole thing, I mean, the military, as far as I'm concerned, is gone. Do you think that uh, China's going to see this and seize the opportunity and make a move on Taiwan? Oh, they're on the floor laughing and rolling. The whole world is. I mean, we've had, I think we've had more American uh, citizens got to the, uh, the airport through the British SAS, which are some bad dudes, believe me. And, uh, and there's all kind of, uh, I think Norway and France has sent their special troops in. They're bringing their own pal. They're they're going through night and grabbing them and bringing them back to the airport. And uh, but nope, not the former United States of America. Why aren't we going out and responding to these sat phone calls for help and extricating these people by Chinooks 
with air cover above them. Why are we not doing that and then transporting them to the airport? We could. And blowing the hell out of anyone that shoots anything at one of the helicopters? Yep, we can. Why aren't we doing it? You know, Northcom's not letting them. You know, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad. It's below. It's beyond sad. And beyond sick. Yeah, it is. That we wound up in this. Tell the audience what you did when you were in the military. Well, first they had to get me out of jail to go to the Marine Corps <laughs> to a boot camp. I'd had kind of a wild weekend at a rodeo, and and. And so they actually had to call the Pentagon because the judge wasn't going to let me out of the state unless I was in boot camp, like, immediately. And uh, <laughs> Why am I not surprised? And, uh, uh, I've drank beer with this guy, so I have to say I'm not surprised. Anyway, <laughs> that's good. So so anyway, you got you got the uh, the uh, judge's approval, and, and you enlisted, correct? Yeah, I, I'd already en- I, I enlisted in... Uh, uh, 72 and uh, we're getting ready to go to rodeo and we stopped at a little mom and pop su- subway shop which they had excellent chow and uh, it was right next to a Marine Corps recruiter office and I walked out and this gunnery sergeant sitting out there in the uniform and he looks at me and he says come here boy I went okay <laughs> so I walked over and said you just look like a goddamn Marine so I signed up. Then I went home and told my mom, and she fainted. And uh, that was only the first time when we we got uh, we were in, uh, on the downslope of uh, Mount Fuji at Gotemba, Japan, which is a great little town. And and they woke us up at two o'clock in the morning and said, "Boys, you you guys are going to Viet. We're going to Vietnam. Put everything on them tanks you can put on." So we took them down to uh, Imazu. Uh, Japan, real deep natural port, and uh, so I called mom. Mom, we're going to Vietnam, and all I heard was the phone hit the floor. I'm an only child; my mother worshipped me, and uh, everybody that's put on a uniform in my time and after that, we wanted to serve our country. We wanted to go kill bad guys. And now we can't do it. And you've got the troops out there to do it. You've got SEAL Team 6, 5, 4, and those guys are badass. I've met a few of them. And uh, these other countries, like the British SAS, um, which are badasses to themselves, they can go in and get their people, but we can't. we can't put in some SEAL teams in there. And like you said, Chinooks, We've got the addresses. We know the location where these people are, and we're not going getting them. That's. No, I, I hear you. I, I don't my, have words for it. So we, in your estimation, we actually have the capability to do what I've suggested. We could go in and launch multiple rescue missions with a reasonable expectation of success. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We've got the troops to do it. We've got, like I said, you know, we got Green Berets and we got 
uh, SEAL teams and and everybody's got all their you know got Marine Force Recon and you've got all kinds of crack troops out there that you know they'll walk into a wall of fire and um, I I still I, I I can't believe that nobody's in jail I just can't believe it I can who's going to put them there think about who's going to hear a case like this is it going to go to the Supreme Court well gee Amy Coney Barrett just ruled that Indiana University can mandate masks for all their students indoors and out who's going to hear the case is it going to be one of the well, uh, federal judges that are democratically appointed by uh, uh, Obama and they wouldn't hear one of the 33 lawsuits about the election? Not one minute of testimony has ever been heard? Are they going to hear the case? I don't well, know where we we'll go, Paul. Paul, we'll there's, just, no, there's we'll, not a legal remedy. I didn't say a legal remedy. A positive remedy. <laughs> We've got enough black ops out there to seize the White House or his house in Delaware. <laughs> careful, and, careful. And take <laughs> Why? Well, let me I'll just say this, okay? There may be a day that comes when I say, okay, we have to defend ourselves against this government. I'm not there yet. I am to the point where I'm not going to do a damn thing the Biden administration tells me. They're illegitimate. But I'm not going to rise up against them at this point. Notice my choice of words? Yes. At this point. And um, what I do, I'll be ready. If I ever came out and said what I think I just stopped you from saying, but if I ever... (laughs) If I ever came out and said this, well, Paul and I know each other well, folks. We can be completely candid with each other, and we don't get pissed off. But the um, <laughs> the, the bottom line is, is, if I ever come out and say anything like, it, it's time for the black ops to go take action, um, I'm going to be prepared to suffer the consequences for advocating for insurrection, which is illegal. Um, now, it's my position, too, that what... Uh, if anyone rose up against this government now, it's a counter coup because a coup was the election fraud. Hello, that makes me a domestic terrorist, and you people at Homeland Security came up with that. You can go to hell uh, because that election was stolen. I've seen proof of it here in Arizona. I've seen it with my own eyes. In fact, I just gave a presentation yesterday to 400 people in Yavapai County about how it was done in Maricopa County. And unfortunately, in the two hours I spoke with them, I wasn't—I was only able to scratch the surface of what I know. And it's kind of funny. In the last 24 hours, I've learned even more about the corruption of these officials. So there may come a time when Paul, I'm there, and I'm saying, "Yeah, it's, it's, but when they come, I'll put it this way: when they come, you saw the CDC documents, right? Uh, that say that we can take you out of your home if you're elderly and chronically ill. We can take you out of your home and put you wherever we want." Uh, for COVID, we can take you out of your home and put you where you want. You, you saw that on the CDC, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, like hell you will. Like hell you will. When you come for me, I'll be waiting for you. And I will tell you, I've talked to person after person after person who said the same thing. I know you won't go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <No>. Exactly. <laughs> 
fire up the tank, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, I mean, I mean, out here, I mean, we're, I mean, there's people out here with 40 guns. There's 550 cows within a two-mile radius of where I'm at. They know I that. I mean, they're going to come out here in, in the Colorado High Prairie. They better bring a tank because they're going to need one. Well, I'm going to tell you, um, I have no confidence that this military is going to rise up and do the right thing. I still maintain that uh, Biden does not control the submarine fleet. He does not control the Space Force. He probably does not control most elements in the Marine Corps, if any of them. He does not control other aspects of the military. Otherwise, he'd walk freely and have the nuclear football, which he does not. That's why Pelosi came out a month after the inauguration and said, I need nuclear football. It's because Biden wasn't given it. They don't want Biden to have it. They're not going to let Biden have it. But Biden made some inroads uh, to the military. I don't know how significant they are, but I'll tell you this, Paul. I'm sure you heard that uh, Norfolk Naval Base is being turned over to NATO. Have you heard that? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that happened last week. And uh, the only, listen, there's no reason for NATO to be operating on our territory. None. Zero. Nada. Uh, the only place they should be operating is in Europe, getting ready for Russia to do whatever they're going to do. So backing up to today in America, why do you need NATO in our country? And I'll tell you why. Because when they start coming for us at our doors, all of the CDC document and accompanying HHS documents, ESF number 8 through 14, look it up, folks, and the UN supporting documents on internment and resettlement, uh, they all complement each other. They're all talking about the same thing. We'll snatch Americans out of their homes. We'll take control of their homes. We'll deny them their Fifth Amendment rights. We will incarcerate people against their will, and we'll exterminate them. In fact, actually, Paul, there's an actual um, provision in the U.N. language um, that says that we'll provide minimum human standards for people who are isolated. Okay, listen to this. Minimum standards. When the need out, outstrips the resources, then we'll provide comfort care after we transfer them out. In other words, they're going to exterminate people. That's There's no question. It's black and white. It's in print. Um, that That's what's coming, Paul. And that's, that's, when, that's that. when I pick up the arms. You come for me, I'm going to be waiting for you. Yeah, me too. Well, it's funny. I've read this. Uh, can you turn the other way? Because I think you must be outside and we're getting some wind. Yeah. Um, I'm yeah, now now we're getting some static. So try to reorient a little okay. bit. Okay. Oh, you sound like you're in a tunnel. Sorry about that. Wind blows out here on the high prairie. Okay, try to relocate, Paul, to where you can have a good signal, and then I'll finish this story real quick. Um, ladies and gentlemen, they are coming for us, and Biden is neutralizing this country, so we're so paralyzed we can't react to NATO forces, Chinese crossing the border. We know they're on both borders. You heard my interview with Kevin Annette. The communist Chinese government has effectively taken over Canada. Effectively. Now, they've done it largely by proxy, but they have troops in country, particularly in British Columbia. They are there south of the border, no question. They're in charge of the cartels. The three border governors are 
all supporting them. They're at odds with AMLO. AMLO doesn't want this tangle entanglement with the United States. But th these three border states are basically in rebellion. And I've covered this with Sam Arnold. Folks, they are making a move on the people of the United States. That CDC document didn't come out of nowhere. They mean what they say. And so when Biden continues to deteriorate this country, they are then going to come for us. Unfortunately, we weren't able to ever, as I said, complete this interview of his outrage. And one of the things that I think that Paul really left us with, and I was echoing that um, when we were unable to complete the interview, was Paul was very cognizant. Back at the time that we abandoned a thousand Americans behind enemy lines, we, not we, Biden and his people, Susan Rice and Obama, they abandoned Americans. And Paul was capturing the essence of that. And he said, eventually, they're going to come for all of us. And he's right. Very prophetic in his warnings, always. You know, I don't know if you knew the history of Paul. Um, he started broadcasting in Johnstown, Colorado, at this, about the same time Steve Quayle did, um, at the station up there, KHNC. And he was a hit, and he was so good at what he did um, <laughs> that the FBI kept following him around. He even went to lunch with him as they were surveilling him. And uh, it's a fascinating story. He has told that story on my show before, and we had many good laughs over that. <laughs> and he just said, you sit down with me. Do I seem like I'm going to blow up anything? I'm going to shoot anybody? And it's just, yeah. And he was very um, a mild, meek person, but you wouldn't want to met him in a dark alley. And especially if he was in his Marine Corps tank. Uh, he really was um, a man's man in many different ways. But um, we're in a generation now where people like Paul and Russ Distar and others are passing with greater regularity. And you just wonder how many people are going to be left to carry the torch because we're just not getting the young people to come back and, and really carry the torch. We lost Joe Hagman, uh, Josh Coy. I don't know how many of you remember Josh, but he's a 32-year-old young guy. Uh, very, very good at what he did. Uh, he was on FM station in Alabama until they said, no, no, I'm sorry, you're just too conservative for us. And they let him go, and I was grooming him for various things. And lo and behold, um, he just, um, you know, he just dies of a kidney ailment. And um, we're not replacing people like Paul and Russ with quality young talent. And we really need to be on the lookout for that and support them because us old timers aren't going to be around forever, folks. It's just that's just the reality of the time that we live in. And I worry, I worry who's going to carry on the fight. I, I really am, and I think all of us, you know, need to do our part. And we wouldn't have to worry so much about the younger generation if we were educating them properly. I know that was a really important issue to Paul was the brainwashing of the kids. He used to say to me, because he didn't live too far from Carl State University, he would say, yeah, I know people that sent their kids to that state university, that globalist Agenda 21 university, and four years later, they got back a monster. And he didn't mince any words, and, and we've done a lot on reporting on Carl State University. I, I wouldn't worse my, wish my worst enemy's kid to go to Carl State University. But unfortunately, most of the state universities right now are just like that. They are horrendous, horrendous in their mission. They're more interested in being little social justice warriors and turning kids into Marxists that are also racist than they are truly educating. Their curriculum is 
somewhat reading, somewhat writing, and mostly racism. And that's unfortunate. That's the time we live in. That's something that Paul and I talked a lot about. We broke a lot of stories. We broke a lot of important stories. And I will truly, truly miss my friend, Paul Martin. My condolences again to his family, to his daughters, mostly Diane. Uh, Diane is, uh, you know, just, just I can't believe how she's even coping. But um, she's a warrior. She's tough. She'll survive. Well, the rest of us. We need to carry on in the memory of people like Russ Dizdar and Paul Martin. And um, I thank God for all of you that come here, that you realize the value that Paul had. And so many of you sent me condolences because you knew how close we were. You can't imagine. Goodbye, Paul. We'll always miss you. And thank you for what you did for our country. Well, it's been quite a year, hasn't it? Bit of a nightmare for most people, and the holidays are a great time to reflect, especially on those who helped us get through it. Now, Nova Gold has put together this incredible collection of American Eagle 22-karat gold coins so you can say a huge thank you. This could be a gift for you or for people you love. And nothing says you're extraordinary. More like getting this four-coin set of rare-prized Augusta St. Gaudens Lady Liberty with her torch. All these impressive, important coins are bullion-proof grade, authenticated by the U.S. Mint, They're changing the American Eagle design next year, so you can imagine what's going to happen to the value. There are just 20 sets around, so it's a first-come, first-serve basis. Give Noble Gold a call at 877-646-5347. That's 877-646-5347. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call buryyourgold.com and what it does is it goes into a container you lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches it's a 50-year warranty on the device it only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground and you can keep it for safekeeping and i'll tell you this is the way to hide your gold not in false walls but underground will be very very difficult to detect to find out more Go to buryyourgold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.